Welcome everybody to episode four. I can't believe I'm already on the fourth episode on this for um, Screenbox Essential Picks. And we have a very, very special guest today. Alex has actually been on the show before. Um, but Alex, before we jump into everything, do you want to go and tell our listeners and watchers um, what you do? Because you dabble in everything. Like you are <laughs> the man of everything right now. So uh, I'll let you go ahead and uh, talk about what you're up to. Um, yeah, thank you. First of all, thank you for having me back. Uh, had a blast last time. This time I'm camera ready. So, uh, <laughs> really upgrading here. Um, yeah, I, I work for Screenbox, so I am very pleased that you decided to launch this. This is really cool. Um, it's always exciting to see like what our viewers are into. Um, obviously, we have a general sense, especially with our our exclusives and originals. Those are always like exciting, but it's fun to kind of dive into the deep cuts and see what people are watching. Oh, yeah. um, for, for Screenbox, I am their publicist. I run their social media and I do some behind the scenes curation stuff. Um, and it's awesome. I'm so excited of where we are, where we're going. We have a lot of really cool stuff coming up this year. Um, yeah, I also, in my spare time, I run Broke Horror Fan, which is a website dedicated to horror movie merchandise and memorabilia. Um, we put out modern horror movies on VHS from time to time. We talked about that a bit on my last episode. Yep. I also contribute to Blade Disgusting, um, an independent filmmaker. Um, I don't know when this airs, but my new film is playing at Boston Underground Film Festival next week, Reverberance, uh, a short film as part of the short film block. Um, and yeah, just always got something cooking, a bunch of irons in the fire. Uh, got to stay busy. Yeah, I relate to that. And um, this will be out probably before that starts so okay. for anybody well, who's going to be come right now if you're listening to this yes yes if you're in the area and you want to go check out some like really deep cut films and things that are, you know it says it right in there boston underground you know they have a lot of wacky stuff i unfortunately have to miss it because i have to get my teeth boo. pulled <laughs> yeah boo but you know what that's okay um alex i've seen your shorts and they're really cool and a little experimental with what you're doing and how crazy they can be for how short they are. And I really like that. I think Reverberance was at, what the hell, Monster Expo last year, right? Yes, it was. Yes. And you had the other one too. I forget what the name of it was, but it was a tattoo one, right? Yeah, that was Dark Ink. Yeah, that one was really, really cool. So go check out his shorts um, at the Boston Underground Film Festival. Yes, week. thank you for saying that. Uh, and if anyone wants to check them out, Reverberance isn't online yet, but it will be eventually. Um, but a bunch of my older shorts, if you look up, Lockbridge Productions, Lockbridge, one word, um, on YouTube. You can find a bunch of them. Cool. I'll link that below for everybody to uh, see. Thank you. Um, but, you know, I before we jump into all this, I really do have to give you a huge thank you for, you know, sort of, I guess, trusting the show and being like, here's some screeners, go ahead and watch them, review them, here's some interviews. Because without your help i really think that our show would still be so buried between like all the other shows and having a chance to you know support an awesome um streaming service that really i think outdoes shutter in so many ways and you guys are really just beginning again i know that screenbox was a thing before and we've talked about this the last time that you were on but really getting the chance to see these films um a lot of them before anybody else get like interviews if we're lucky to grab them when they're when they're there um it's 
It's honestly amazing. And also meeting you in person and, and attending the Outwaters um, screening was really, really cool. Um, I just, I owe you and Screenbox a, a very huge thank you for all that you do and trusting us in, the, in reviewing these movies. Well, thank you. Thank you for saying that. That genuinely means a lot. We appreciate it. And it, it really goes both ways because we're nothing without people who watch our movies. Um, and you help not only watch them yourself, but you get other people to watch them. You're very active on social media. That was what uh, how we initially connected. And that's what jumped out at me. Um, and yeah, I mean, we genuinely really appreciate the support. Um, like you said, we are new in terms of this <laughs> yeah this um version of screenbox we should say um and it's it's i mean just like podcasts it's hard to hard to get your name out there with a streaming service there's so many options out there um so you know every viewer counts and we really we i mean we call it the screenbox family and i know that sounds kind of cheesy but we mean it like you yeah. know we're it's and it's it's beautiful to see people like you um people like jeff who i know was on one of these recently yeah um viewers who are super active not only in their watching habits but also in sharing their opinions on social media you know tagging us talking to us about our movies like it's it's awesome it's it's a dream job oh yeah and um don't stop doing what you're doing seriously (laughs) (laughs) Um, screenbox is like my new home like yeah we we've talked about it before like we still support shutter and we watch shutter movies Uh, we've been there for a long time but the amount of films a screenbox puts out in a month is astonishing. Like it's ranges from like ten to thirty titles a month. It is crazy. Uh, it really uh, yeah, is. Yeah, w- when I first started, I came on board Screenbox just before Pennywise: The Story of It came out, which was like our first big original title. Um, and back then we were adding like five six titles a yeah. month and now we're at yeah like you said dozen dozens sometimes um and it's not all i mean we try to do quality as well as quantity um but it's awesome to have as many options as we're able to offer to all of our subscribers oh yeah and um that's leading into why i'm doing this show is because you always get people and i see you answering a lot of people who are asking for recommendations on Screenbox. What should I be watching? And you usually ask them, okay, well, what do you, like, what kind of genres are you into? Or like, what moves are you into? And you list like five or 10 to be like, go check these ones out. Um, so yes, this is labeled, you know, Screenbox essential picks, but um, it's essential to us. It's not like the big, big ones like Halloween, um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Nightmare on Elm Street, or like Chopping Mall or anything like that. This is more movies that we have watched that we think other people should watch because there's barely anybody watching them. Especially when I go look at reviews, if I want to go find something like on Rotten Tomatoes, a lot of them have no score. And I'm like, okay, so this is why I want to do this. I want to bring attention to uh, these films because people will probably brush by them because they're like, oh, that looks kind of stupid or that title is awful. It's like, I never even heard of that. But sometimes when you're scrolling by, like the one that I picked today, Evil Ed, I've had it on my watch list for about a month and a half. And I kept saying, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I'm finally going to do it. And I had a fucking blast. It was great. Um, and Alex, the one that you picked, uh, Doom Asylum, which is very new to Screenbox. Um, so I figured, how would you do this? Since you are the guest, I'll let you kind of 
talk about your film and why you think this is an essential pick and why people need to go and watch it. I can read the plot for you if you wish. Um, yeah, let me hear what you have for the official synopsis, then I'll tell you my bastardization of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, on IMDb, it is stated, a horribly disfigured lawyer, wrongfully pronounced dead after a terrible car accident, is taken to an asylum for dissection, only to come back alive, kill everyone, and make the asylum his killing grounds. <laughs> I feel like that's pretty spot on. I mean, I can't really do better than that, but I can elaborate at least. Yeah. <laughs> I also have um, the um, Rotten Tomato score too, if you if you want to hear yeah, that. Yeah, what, what is that? Well, I'll, I'll let you take a guess. So what do you think <laughs> the uh, tomato meter is with three reviews? Three reviews, I'm going to guess a 33. Zero, there is no Zero. score. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, I did look it up on IMDb and it had like a, I forgot, a four and a half or something like that. Um, which, yeah, 4.6 out of 10. Yeah, which doesn't completely surprise me because a lot of like, you know, cheesy 80s horror stuff is very low, but I thought it would at least crack a five. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'll get, I'll get into my thoughts in, in a minute. But to to address your first point, um, I'm glad you, you prefaced it with why it's called Essentials because... No one in the right mind would really call Doom Asylum an essential pick. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> in general. <laughs> However, oh, um, when you came to me with Evil Ed, do we had just as I think even that day that you you approached me, uh, we had just added Doom Asylum. Yep, and did. to be honest, I had not I had not seen it yet. Um, one thing that I love about Screenbox is that we get a bunch of titles that are like I'm familiar with because either like Arrow or Severin or Screen Factory, like one of the boutique labels put it out on a disc. Yeah. But like, I I have trouble justifying a, a whatever $25 blind buy if it's something that, you know, yeah, could I go really either way. Um, so it's been really cool to just be able to, you know, pop it on for, you know, within your Screenbox subscription. Uh, and that's what Doom Asylum was. I think Arrow put it out a few years ago, had really cool cover art. And like yeah. I knew it was an 80s slasher and you had picked, you know, a Evil Ed, which is also, you know, a, a comedic, but, you know, slasher. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this was I, I wasn't sure if I could call it essential until I got to the end credits. And now I can firmly call it. Well, I shouldn't say firmly. I can vaguely call it essential uh, based on the parameters you laid out because it's super fun like mm -hmm. okay that that plot description if that didn't sell you let me let me go a little bit more into it so yeah it opens with this car crash which is like obviously this movie is very low budget but the girl loses her hand in the crash like randomly yeah but then also dies and then you you think that the guy is also dead and then you know spoiler alert he, he's alive um but one thing that i want to point out sorry i'm going to Go all all on all sorts no, of tangents you, here. You have free reign, my friend. <laughs> all right, all right. But one of my favorite like dumb movie tropes is when they have a coroner like eating over a dead body. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's it. Always reminds me of it's in a couple a couple different Friday Thirteenth movies. It's always like a giant sandwich or something. Yeah. And that <laughs> something and this, absurd. In the first yes, in the first like ten minutes of this, you get the the coroner guy eating over this who you think is dead um body, um which is fun. Uh, but yes, yeah, so he turns out he's alive. He has, uh, you know, he's he's disfigured. He has a face. He kind of looks like like a low budget version of Frank from Hellraiser with a little bit of Freddy Krueger mixed in there. Oh, you know what? That's uh, a good way of putting that. Yeah, because his, his face is like skinned, but like it's, yeah. it's like rubbery. Like it looks more like it doesn't look like the wet 
bloody yeah, work yeah. that Frank it's has. Very it's, good effects. I well, will that's what have I was gonna to say. say. Yeah, for for its budget, like the the effects are decent. The the killer is pretty cool. They do make them. They try to make them Freddy like by giving them all these bad one liners, which is <laughs> doesn't necessarily work, but. Um, okay, so he's alive. He kills those doctors, and then it cuts to ten years later, and he's become like this urban legend. Um, you know, it's like going to to Crystal Lake in the Friday Thirteenth movie. Yeah. Um, so this group of friends go to this you know abandoned asylum. Um, they go trespassing there, um, and they also run into these like I don't know, over the top punk gang friends. I don't even know what you call. <laughs> it's very weird. And everybody is like really over the top in this too, yeah. but I like it though because it adds to the cheese. And I, the yeah. cheesier the movie, the better for me. <laughs> well, this one, I mean, you talk about cheesy, but one thing I do want to point out, it is a horror comedy. Um, it's hard to tell exactly how much is intentional, especially those first 10 minutes. It seems like they're trying to just doing a run of the mill, you know, yeah. late 80s slasher trying to catch it, cash in on the trend. Um, but as it progresses, it, it's apparent that, you know, the writer and director were definitely trying to make something funny. Now, I, I definitely think there's some unintentional stuff that snuck in there that makes it even more enjoyable. But there's some like, obviously, a lot of it's dated, but there's some like genuinely funny stuff. There's like a recurring joke where the there's a girl that who lost her mom, whose mom passed away. So she starts calling her boyfriend mommy, <laughs> mom. which is like kind of kind of foreshadows the like the daddy kink trend thing. yeah you know, it's, just, it's like a weird <laughs> but they they do it for laughs like there's no way they were doing that you know intentionally uh unintentionally yeah yeah um so yeah there's some genuine laughs and then there's also like so bad it's good kind of cheese mixed in and the line between the two blurs and like that's i'm okay with that it's super entertaining um and that's kind of why i was so surprised about the rating like again i no one's gonna call this high art no one's gonna give this a perfect 10 no but, like, i wouldn't <laughs> it's, yeah. but uh, i left with like you know a smile on my face like it was like also another benefit 78 minutes um yes, yes. you know it doesn't overstay it's welcome it knows what it is gets in gets out um although speaking of the runtime it it intercuts it's intercut with clips from like old black and white movies, including a version of Sweeney Todd from the 30s. Yeah, that was and really it's, cool. It's yeah. Some of them are like really well timed with the story. Like there's a scene where somebody you like think they get thrown off a building, then it cuts to an old clip of someone like falling down. Yeah. Um, others sometimes just feels like it's in there to pad the runtime. But like thematically, it, it makes sense. Um, it was like an interesting choice. And I do wonder if if you know this movie came in at whatever 70 minutes and they had to get a little longer for distributor um but it, now it just comes off as like a an interesting choice yeah um, i would but, love to see this in a theater with people honestly oh yeah yeah 100 percent um but yeah i mean that's that, those are my general thoughts on doom asylum um i do think it's it's more fun more entertaining than it has any right to be particularly with its uh low rating and it, yeah has cult classic written all over it i'm surprised it doesn't have more people talking about it well, hopefully after we uh, release this, people will go and watch it. They'll be That's talking right. about it. That's <laughs> the plan. Um, but yeah, Doom Asylum is really, really fun. Um, I picked an equally crazy film. I think it might actually kind of overdo um, Doom Asylum and the way that the pacing is and how everything is just so exaggerated. And, and it's really, really funny. Um, but yeah, Doom Asylum is definitely one you need to check out. Um, 
There's, there's oh, one thing, so many things on screen box, <laughs> man. Uh, one thing I did mention, uh, Doom Asylum, it's Kristen Davis of Sex and the City fame. It's her first movie. Um, and Patty Mullen, Frankenhooker herself, is the final girl. So it's it's like always fun to see. I think it was maybe Patty Mullen's first movie too, or at least an early one. I think I read um, that somewhere because I did a little bit of research on this when you when you yeah. um, when it was added, and also when you um, suggested it. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that's right. Yes, yeah, unless... it's always fun to see like how many big name. I mean, not that Patty Mullen's really a household name, but um, <laughs> but like just how many people get their start in the genre. It's always exciting. Yeah, I love I love doing that stuff and and finding gems because these are essentially like hidden gems in my yeah. opinion, especially Evil Ed, which I guess we'll get into right now. But yes, please go make sure you go check out Doom Asylum. And I always say this when I do these is do a double feature. You know, watch this one and then watch the other one or vice versa. Um, like the last one we did was Hell House LLC and um killer party so hell house is a little bit more um in your face scares where killer party is an 80s slasher with some pretty good music good kills and a wild finale um so i i suggested watch hell house first so that way you get your scares and then to kind of bring yourself down go put on killer party that's <laughs> that's what i suggest i think that's a great pairing just for that um this one this episode is a really good pairing because they're both, you know, essentially horror comedies, very over the top, really good effects, honestly, for them being, you know, low budget and in the 80s. Actually, I think, no, Evil Ed's actually 95. Yeah, yeah. So it feels like an 80s movie, though. It, it very much does. I mean, no one was making, very few people were making slashers, at least good slashers, you know, between... 89 and 96 when scream came out yeah obviously obviously there's exceptions to that rule but it does feel very much in the vein of the late 80s like doom asylum where somebody's just kind of trying to capitalize yeah i agree on that like you might as well just call this an 80s film that's what i'm doing <laughs> um but i have the plot here for evil head it is a mild-mannered film editor is assigned to cut a series of infamous slasher films and is driven murderously insane by a miles as miles of extremely violent footage he edits so it's you know it's a tale as long as time like you watch all these movies and you're gonna end up going to kill people it's like with video games like oh you're playing this violent video game it's gonna rot your brain and you're gonna go and kill people you know so it's kind of playing on that this is the 90s so this is around the time where there was a lot of censorship um a lot more than in the 80s so you can see why this movie is kind of picking at it and it's you actually see like the film editors and they're saying, no, we, why are you cutting that? Because the they bring in this guy, Ed, who they don't even like really discuss where he was, but it looked like he was in maybe like in the drama section in whatever company he was in. And then he gets called over to the, the slasher um, <laughs> section and he opens up the door and it's like, <laughs> like you're in a rock star palace. There's like music playing. You got this like super over the top um, uh, film director. Um, and in the beginning of the film, it actually starts off pretty heavy um, with with the effects and everything. Is I think it's the same. It is the same guy who's running that business, right? And it was like his old editor or something, because he was like throwing like films and stuff at him. I think. Oh, I don't even think I pieced that together, but you're probably right. I think that's what it is. I have to rewatch it because this film has a lot of stuff going on in it. It's weird because the first ten minutes, you have no idea what's happening. Like, no, you the... get thrown. <laughs> there's the, the old guy going crazy and then you have the open credit sequence and then it's you get this black and white german drama 
yeah and, and then I you learn so, that that's a film oh within the God. film and it's yeah it's it's weird but in a in like a fun and yeah way. i was so confused because it opened up with that and then you go to the black and white i'm like oh my god is the rest of the film like this <laughs> <laughs> i thought they tricked me but no it's just him at his desk editing um so ed gets transferred over and then he has to um go and edit these films they're called uh crap what the hell is it it's um loose limbs loose limbs i keep on to say severed limbs but like loose (laughs) limbs like eight and seven like something absurd and like you see um you know what's happening in the film you know there's a lot of blood and gore and you got boobs and everything in it and um he's at home and he's like editing all that stuff out because where he where he came from before i guess it just needed to um you had to censor so it's essentially you know you know the censorship being like cut the stuff out cut the stuff out but the, the guy who was owning like the um the slasher um section of this film company is like no we got to keep that stuff in what are you doing like he was even saying like um what is it the um the badger rape scene or something like that <laughs> yes. he's like where thankfully, is that <laughs> thankfully they only refer to it they don't show that yes <laughs> yes yes it's oh, it was like what the hell um but it's it's a blast as um you slowly start to see ed kind of like lose it and he starts like seeing things in real life um and then there's like a no an other like side of him is like his family he's supposed to go and see his his daughter for her birthday at a certain time on a sunday and then it, and it, later on in the film it finally cuts back to that it being it that day and like the time's um you know ticking down um and then there's this other boy who works in the same department who is essentially like the delivery boy nick um and he has to go bring the films over to ed and then it just does not end well <laughs> at all <laughs> uh really good effects in involved. <laughs> the acting is actually pretty good but i couldn't tell if this is an overdub film i couldn't find anything on it because it looked like some parts may have been you know dubbed over yeah i'm not entirely sure i think the film is originally from germany that's what it looked like because the whole say. cast has like german names yeah but i think maybe the lead guy is speaking english because i mean I think it is a dub, but it seems to match pretty close. I'm, I'm That's not sure. That's why I was really honest. like, what, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I think it was like one of the, like the old Italian productions. Like some people are speaking English, some people are speaking yeah. Italian or whatever the native language is. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of adds to the weirdness, though, in a fun way. Yeah. It's a batshit film. And then at the end, you get to like the psych ward and. Oh my god. There's a lot of cheesy one-liners in here and they also take one-liners from other films um yeah. and they throw it in here. Like my favorite scene is at the end is when um when Ed is like full-blown crazy and they bring in like the uh, a military team <laughs> and they have like the sergeant who's going in there and then like everybody dies. It's it's so over the top but it's so fun. Um, there's a lot of blue in this film that they decided to use blue as like their main color. Um, it looks kind of like your setup right now. Yes, exactly. Um, just with a lot more like blood everywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's a super fun film. Um, you know, we're not going to go fully into all these films, but just kind of, you know, gloss over some of the things and uh, explain why these films are really, really fun. Um, I don't know. You just have to watch these movies for yourself to really understand how crazy they are because they are 
um this is like a popcorn night like if you want to be at home say you have like one or two friends over and you want to watch something crazy put these two films on it doesn't even matter which way you want to watch them i was thinking that when you're talking about the the viewing order of, of the last episode which i agree with but this one kind of doesn't really matter they're they're very similar tonally um yeah and but both yeah both super fun i probably go evil ed first um but i don't know i mean they're both good also i I didn't mention before it but doom asylum has uh just an insane not in a gory way an insane kill at the end oh yeah uh i mean i won't spoil it but um yeah so that'd be like a fun fun note to end your night on yeah um but yeah, no, Evil Ed, uh, well, I'm a sucker for movies about making movies because, you know, I'm obviously, you know, trying to be a filmmaker as well. Um, also has some really good, like, puppety creatures, even though they're not yeah. in in it for too long. The fridge um, creature. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sucker for that kind of thing, too. So, so yeah, that's it's a fun one. It, it has this, um, what do you call it, like a handmade quality to it, um, but in like an, in, in, like... It's like early, like Peter Jackson, Sam Raimi, Stuart yeah, Gordon, that, that kind of realm. It has that like kinetic energy to it. Um, it's not quite as good as those, or or as like the filmmaking chops aren't quite there. And it's also not quite. That is my one my one complaint about this is it's it's bloody. It has good effects. It's it's gory, but it doesn't quite go as over the top as I want it to. Based on the comparison to like you know it's not a reanimator it's not an evil dead it's not a dead alive in terms of the amount of bloodshed or carnage or anything um but they both have it's like you know there's it's clever satirization of you know the the film censorship mixed in with this like goofy over-the-top humor um yeah. yeah no it's it's fun i i uh yeah i like i said i think i'd go evil ed first then doom asylum what about you yeah, no, I agree with that one too. You really want to start really, really crazy, um, and then and this one literally starts crazy with an old guy just yeah. going crazy. So Doom Asylum, it's it's crazy, but it has a bit of a slower pace to it. But I, that doesn't really take points off for it at all because of how crazy and and cheesy it is. Especially you know seeing um, the guy in Doom Asylum use like surgery tools to kill people, <laughs> yeah. which is really really cool. Um, and like the final kill you were, you were talking about is it's really cool to watch um but yeah check both of these out get on screen box um alex are you guys still doing any sort of like um no free trials or anything over there right now uh we aren't currently we're actually like restructuring our um pricing and and stuff uh but we i'm sure we'll have another promo somewhere down the line um if you're not already on Screenbox, uh, it's four ninety nine a month, cheaper if you significantly cheaper if you pay annually. Which I do. Um, where, <laughs> thank you. I think uh, we make it. We try to make it more than worthwhile. Um, we're one of the cheapest streaming services out there, um, and yeah, we, like I said, we try to make it worthwhile. Um, we put every cent back into it, trying to make you know the best possible streaming lineup for horror fans out there uh obviously you know you mentioned shutter i also love shutter there's i think there's room for both um yeah we have some cool stuff coming up in april we've got um living with chucky oh yeah uh which I, I know you've seen that's a documentary about the child's play franchise uh directed by the daughter of the special effects artist behind the last several chucky movies in the in the series um we also have holy shit is coming out next week and that is an insane if you like these two movies you should go <laughs> definitely go yeah. watch holy shit 
Um, our review on that will be coming out um, before it gets released, so Perfect. I'm excited for that. Yeah, guy stuck in a porta potty. Um, so it's like a contained thriller, but like splattery <laughs> and German uh, and crazy. Um, and we just announced the Japanese remake of Cube is also coming out in April, uh, which a lot of people are excited about that. Um, I love the original, so it's been really cool to get this one for for our subscribers. And yeah, a lot more stuff coming up down down the pike in in the rest of the year. We have RoboDoc, a multi part documentary on the original RoboCop. Uh, we have a documentary about Robert England um, from the team who did Pennywise: The Story of It. Um, yeah, a lot of cool stuff, a lot of exciting stuff. Yeah, and I really do have to agree with you saying that you're. You know, giving everybody a bang for the buck, you really are with the amount of titles that you're putting out and, and whatnot. Like, you just you can't go wrong with at least getting a month. Because you're well, going what to. What's that? I was just going to say, I always tell people, like, you know, if you're. I understand being weary about, you know, dropping, you know, whatever to on a full year. But I think if you put down that $5, you skip a coffee one day or whatever. Yeah. Put down five dollars, you will see that it is worth that money. Um, it, you might not, you know, you might not like the first movie you watch. Uh, but I think if you look into our, into the catalog, you know, we have everything by category. So if there's a certain subgenre you're into, um, I think you'll find it's more than worthwhile. And like you said, we add a bunch every month to to continue to make it worth your money. Um, and if you don't know what to watch, uh, again, as you alluded to earlier, if you tweet at me or on instagram we're at screenbox tv on both um i run them both so if you tell me some of your favorite movies or subgenres, i will make you know personalized recommendations on what i think you'll like based on those yep and um they also have the tv section where if you want to just throw it on in the background you can go over to that tab and just put on a channel like they got the blade disgusting channel over there they got other things like there's a lot on this service um that a lot of people probably don't realize is there I was just going to say that. I think, yeah, it often gets overlooked. So I'm really glad you brought that up um, because we also, we, we have some partner channels that are not, you know, not made by us, but we're, we partner with them to broadcast them, including like um, Shout Factory has their own channel Mm -hmm. that does some really cool stuff. We have a Mystery Science Theater 3000, which just plays Mystery Science Theater and uh, Riff Tracks 24-7. It's awesome. Um, Yeah. Plus a bunch of cool stuff. Um, including some that leans into like other genre, like related genres. There's like an action one. There's a sci-fi one. So yeah, uh, very excited that you brought that up. Thank you. Yeah, because this, like, when you go to a streaming service, you think you just, I'm gonna go to the library, and that's all that there is. Screenbox offers so much more for such less than like anything else. Like you said, you are like essentially the cheapest streaming platform. And that's why I love supporting you because you bring a lot of indie films here. You bring a lot of um, lower budget films where you see all these other companies, like even Shudder right now, they've been trying to bring more um, like mid-tier, I want to say, like films there and a lot more exclusive. They're not really dabbling too much in older films. If you look at their release schedules lately, it's been kind of lackluster in my opinion. And if you put it up against Screenbox, you're like, okay, if I'm going to look at both of these, obviously I want you to support both, right? I want you to support both platforms. But if you are trying to decide, okay, my month is up, I might not renew it. And if you look side by side, here's Shutter and here's Screenbox. You're going to look at Screenbox and be like, how many fucking films is that? 
<laughs> you're like what okay and you'll see the exclusives and sometimes you guys have a hidden you know um like a secret film that you have to wait until later on in the month which i think is awesome it's it's really really fun to be on this service and the community for it has been growing a lot over the past i want to say like two or three months more than i think it's ever been and i'm super excited to see how far Screenbox goes yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, to basically, Terrifier 2 dropped in October, and that was a real game changer for us in a variety of ways. Um, got us a bunch of new subscribers, got us just more public awareness, um, but also with those new subscribers, gave us a little bit bigger budget to get more titles. Um, and, you know, some of the... Because some people, some people look at our lineup and just say, like, you know, I've never heard of any of these, and they'll mistake obscurity with a lack of quality um which i think is you know kind of a a fatal flaw because we we deal with particularly in our originals and exclusives a lot of foreign titles that you literally can't see in the u.s other than on screen box um which i think is is exciting like this cube remake um it came out in japan already but nowhere else can you see it in north america um so it's yeah uh it's exciting to kind of get new voices out there not just you know we also have indie films from the us but it's it's also kind of cool to get that international flavor um which shutter also does very well i have to say uh but yeah there's obviously room for everyone in the sandbox and uh yeah i'm very proud of what we've done so far and yeah we had that terrifier too and then we rode that into the outwaters and you know we're just going to keep that keep that train rolling with chucky and and beyond hell yeah man i'm so excited and it's awesome to be able to call you a friend too and you know meet every now and then and just kind of talk about this stuff and be horror fans outside of everything i love that the community um as a horror fan is amazing and i owe so much to the horror genre and even more to screenbox because of how many people we have met um from interviews or or anything like that even maybe some in person that we have met because of screenbox it's insane, absolutely insane. I never thought in a million years that with this podcast or you know just talking about horror would ever lead me down a road where I could help support a platform and talk to people whose films are on said platform and become a friend with somebody who works for the damn platform. It's insane. <laughs> that warms my heart. I, I really do appreciate that. And I'm, I'm in the same I'm in the same boat. I pinch myself some days because it's like I was just a guy writing about horror movies on the Internet. And now I write for my favorite website and help run my favorite streaming service. So it's like, yeah, no, it's it's a dream come true. Yeah, it really is. And get to talk to cool people like you. Yeah. And, you know, Alex, as always, you're always welcome here. I'm um, sure I'll be back. Yeah, you will. And we'll make sure Dean's here next time. But I keep saying to everybody, but I like to, you know, let them know again that this is um the part of the year where dean's um convention circuit has started up and he is at a convention every weekend um i think starting last weekend for the next six or seven weeks he's doing conventions so he's working a hell of a lot um so my time with him during the week is very limited so you're going to see a lot more of me with guests and maybe one or two with dean um, but that, that's only going to be for a little bit because um, he's going to have some breaks and he wants to focus a lot more on the show. And we want to keep supporting, you know, all these films that are coming out. Like we just put out Scream 6 reviewed uh, as of this recording. That's out today. 
Um, we have some Screenbox uh, reviews coming out and possibly an interview or two um, with that. And we also have something else that's outside of Screenbox that we're going to be covering that I'm really excited about. Um, so there's a lot of stuff happening in our world and I'm so excited for it. And I love being busy. And Alex, I know that you are the busiest person. So I'm going to let you <laughs> off the hook now and um, let everybody go watch these films because this was a blast, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you, everybody who watches on Screenbox. Yes, and go support the service. Watch these films. Let your friends know. Let your grandparents know. All right? <laughs> go go tell them to watch Doom Asylum and Evil Ed, and they will have <laughs> a blast. <laughs> Grandma will love it. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll catch you on the next one, and um, stay spooky.